it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Hear ye, hear ye. Lords and ladies, it is that time once again. I am but your humble servant, Scott, and it's time for yet another Raw review. But this time, it is King of the Ring, Queen's Crown Special Edition. One of my favorite tournaments of all time has returned king of the ring tournament i loved this tournament growing up i'm happy that they're bringing it back and doing it over a span of two weeks with your finals being at crown jewel and it just it just brings me some joy i I love it um it's just the right time um, to bring this back, and I have a feeling we might be in for something really special. So let us sit back, let us relax, let us enjoy this time to go over our two eight-person tournaments. Because, as you know, I love my tournaments. <laughs> Um, special reminder, if you guys haven't already, please go back and listen to our latest Above the Ring podcast with Sam and I actually in the house together for the first time since last October, uh, doing our podcast this, uh, for, uh, this past week, uh, we got to enjoy some local indie wrestling. Uh, it was actually Sam's first show ever. Um, which I actually didn't know about until uh, Friday afternoon. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, go back and give it a listen. And, um, again, I do want to apologize for not being able to get SmackDown Study out for you guys yesterday, or I should say on Sunday. Um, I didn't actually get back um, until rather late Sunday evening, and I just didn't have time to watch uh the show and get a podcast out there so we'll do a small little smackdown study-esque type portion of this raw review but i'll just cover the main things that i really want to talk about which are the king of the ring and the queen's crown matches that we had so our eight men and women 
vying for the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown are as followed. You have Sami Zayn, Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, Cesaro over on SmackDown. And on Raw, you have Xavier Woods, Ricochet, Jinder Mahal, Kofi Kingston. For the Queen's Crown, you have Zelina Vega, Tony Storm, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Shanna Baszler, Dana Brooke, and Dewdrop and Natalia. Now, for SmackDown, we had four matches, two for the men, two for the women. Sami Zayn actually getting the victory over Rey Mysterio, unfortunately due to uh, some unintentional interference from Dominic. So that storyline continues. Uh, I still telling you that Dominic's going to turn on his father. I just, I just have that feeling. Uh, on the women's side of things, we had Selena Vega picking up the victory over Tony Storm in a clean victory. So Tony clearly paying her dues on the main roster, and Selena getting a big victory. Uh, match number two on the men's side: Finn Balor taking on and defeating Cesaro in a spectacular match. And on the women's side, Carmella took on and defeated Liv Morgan. So the only other real big piece of information uh, from SmackDown was at the very end of the show. Uh, Seth Rollins had come out to the ring and said that he wanted Edge to give him his answer to the challenge of one more match at uh, Crown Jewel. And, well, Edge certainly responded. (laughs) Shows up at the very tail end of the show. And basically tells Edge, or tells Seth, that his answer is yes, but he wants the match to be contested in hell in a cell hell in a cell holy it's funny because seth kind of put this on himself saying that edge could pick any stipulation it didn't matter now we get hell in a cell now uh yeah i'm gonna (laughs) even though i won't be able to watch the show live because it's during a work day Noon on the uh, the twenty third. No, I'm sorry, twenty first. Noon on the twenty first. I won't be able to watch it live, but I guess it sounds like I have to watch it immediately afterwards, and uh, I'll be putting a podcast out about it. Uh, so we'll be getting an extra dose, um, because this uh, this crown jewel is looking pretty hot. Not gonna lie. A um, lot of great matches on this card. Uh, we'll do uh, some sort of go-home edition uh, next week when I do the Raw review. We'll talk about the matches shortly and uh, make our picks, or make my picks. I don't know if Sam's going to be paying attention to it, but we'll get it covered. Unfortunately, it won't be live tweeted, but we will podcast about it afterwards. So. Let's get into Raw itself. Uh, I was actually a little bit delayed only because I was trying to finish SmackDown before I can get to Raw. So I was a little behind the eight ball today when it came to the show, but that's all good and fine. So 
Uh, show kicked off with Drew McIntyre and Big E. Having a nice little debate. Uh, but they were quickly quickly interrupted by the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, for some reason being on Monday Night Raw, uh, but clearly sent by the Trouble Chief, uh, Roman Reigns, to cause more havoc. Because, as we all know, Drew McIntyre has been drafted to SmackDown. And if he wins come Crown Jewel, he'll take that WWE Championship and bring it to SmackDown. So, clearly the Usos are there to cause some trouble. And it looks like uh, we have ourselves a main event after this little scruffle. Uh, the Usos will be taking on Big E and Drew McIntyre. So we have that to look forward to. We then kicked off second round, or the first round for the Raw side of things, for your King of the Ring tournament with Xavier Woods. Your boy, getting the big victory over his up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, current champion, if I remember correctly. I might be a little behind. I'm not sure if Ricochet still holds on to that title. But this was a spectacular match. I'm glad that it showed both of them off. Um, Woods obviously winning was the right move because... Xavier Woods has been dying to be king of the ring since he became a a professional wrestler. And also, this this helps Ricochet look better once he moves over to SmackDown after Crown Jewel. Um, uh, We then moved on to our next match, which was the Hurt Business of uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin taking on and defeating Ali and Mansoor. And Ali seems to be, uh, I think he seems to be having enough with Mansoor. Mansoor trying to help him up uh, after Ali took the pin. And Ali just shoved him to the ground and walked out of the ring. So whether this is a breakup or just Ali just being upset uh, at losing, which does make some good sense. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens with that. Um, actually, I, I kind of like them as a team, um, but Ali is such a great heel, so who knows. We then had our first match on the Raw side for the um, Queen's Crown uh, with Shanna Baszler submitting Dana Brooke in less than two minutes. Um, I feel like all of these... Uh, Queen's Crown matches were real short. I believe I saw somewhere where they barely got nine minutes um, for all four matches, which is unfortunate. But after that, uh, we then moved on to Omos uh, taking on Riddle after Riddle challenged him to a match. Uh, the week after Randy did, Randy telling Riddle that he was not going to be out there for him, that he was literally on his own. Um, Riddle, before the match started, kept stalling, thinking that Randy would strike at any point, and Randy never did. So the match started, um, and when I say match, I mean literally Omos picks him up, choke slams him, goes to pin him, but AJ stops him and tells him that he's not done with him yet, 
tells Omos to beat him up a little bit more. And then finally puts him down. But when he does that, AJ comes in the ring and says that he himself is not done with Riddle because Riddle had attacked him earlier during the match and goes to put him in the Styles Clash. Randy's music hits. Uh, AJ looking around everywhere, which is normally <laughs> normally doesn't happen. It's one of those flaws with wrestling that whenever somebody's music hits, they immediately just look at the Titan Drawn and their entrance ramp and expect nobody to come from behind and attack them. That's the <laughs> it's one of those things. It's just like guys, pay more attention, be realistic. And AJ did a good job telling Omos to go back. Um by the announce table, look around there. And while AJ paid attention to what was going on at the ramp, but somehow, I mean, Randy Orton is a viper. He slithered his way in and still drops a beautiful RKO on AJ Styles, (laughs) then scoots out of the ring before Omos is able to get in there. And this Raw Tag Team Championship match, Looks to be outstanding as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see if RK Bro can hold on to the titles or if AJ and Omos will take it back. We then had Austin Theory take on and actually defeat Jeff Hardy in his first Raw match. Um, Austin Theory looking pretty good. Um, I know that when he was in Evolve, he was like a mega star in the making all of his stuff with the with the way was was all fun was all good but i was waiting for that moment where austin theory would kind of be more serious and we're not exactly there yet because he's taking selfies with everybody <laughs> he actually later took a selfie uh, in front of Big E while biggie was getting ready for his match so i found that to be a little bit interesting um don't know if Theory's kind of putting Big E on notice with that selfie, but who knows? After that, we then had our second match for the King of the Rings uh, tournament on Raw. Jinder Mahal taking on and defeating Kofi Kingston. This, not going to lie, I'm a little surprised. Um, as much as I am a big fan of Jinder Mahal, part of me really, really wanted to see what would happen with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Uh, it was funny because both of them were asked before both matches what they would do if they had to take on one another, and they just kind of laughed and had non-answers. And I was like, don't tease me with this. Don't do not do it. But unfortunately, not the case. Jinder with the win, and he'll take on Woods next week. Now, before we, draw, we, we continue on with this, I just wanted to... I had a little fantasy booking in my head of things of how I how I kind of wanted this to go. Now, for those of you who've listened to me in the past, you know how much I am such a big fan of Up, Up, Down, Down. Everything that Woods and all of them have been doing. Um, I kind of chuckled at this with that first round matchup being against, um, like I said, I believe is still the up up uh, the left right left right champion uh, Ricochet. Who goes by Drippache over there? Um, I 
said, oh, I said, this could be a perfect way for Woods to like channel this into an up, up, down, down thing. He would first obviously beat Ricochet, which he did. Kofi, if Kofi would have won, then he would have been facing off against Austin Creed next week. Uh, and Kofi's name is Mr. 24-7. So that obviously would have been a lot of fun to see. And also Cesaro being over on SmackDown on the other side of the bracket. If he were to pull the upset over Finn Balor, which unfortunately he did not, um, he would then take on Sami Zayn if he be, if he beat Sami Zayn. And if Woods had beaten Kofi, then you'd have Big Tony for Cesaro taking on Austin Creed for King of the Ring. Now, I thought that would have been a lot of fun to watch. Um, but either Sammy or Finn taking on Woods for the finals. It would not surprise me if Finn Balor beat Sammy, and it was Finn versus Xavier Woods for King of the Ring. For some reason, that sounds like such a mega matchup, and I would be so excited to see that. Uh, if that does happen, then I know I'm going to have to stay off my phone because I do not want to know who wins that match until I watch it live or until I watch it taped, I should say. Um, so I'm going to keep a special eye on that, and I really hope that Xavier Woods goes over next week over gender, and then we'll see. We'll see what happens. But going back to the show itself, we were supposed to have, and we ended up eventually having a women's tag team match. It was Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks taking on Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And literally before this match could even start, um, Sasha and Bianca Belair are having major problems trying to decide who would be starting the match off first kept fighting with one another, and then things would spill over to the outside. Becky Lynch would get involved and start brawling with them, and then Charlotte would get involved, and then Charlotte and Becky would start fighting. And It was literally just the four women just beating the ever-living crap out of one another. And the crowd was just like, they were all for it in the beginning, and then all of a sudden they're just like, um, okay. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny to see. Uh, then obviously Adam Pierce and uh, Sonny Deville come out and, you know, say, no, you're the four, four of the best women that we have. And no, you're going to actually have a match. So knock it off and let's go. Another bit of information uh, that I forgot to mention for SmackDown next week, Naomi has herself a match with Sony Deville. Now that's a big deal. Daddy Deville will be back in the ring. I'm looking forward to that. It's been a long time coming, and obviously it's still the continuation of this beautiful feud that's happening between Naomi and, and Sonya. So I'm interested to see what happens. So after all of that, we then moved on to our next match um, in the Queen's Crown. Uh, it was Dewdrop taking on and defeating Natalia. So Dewdrop now will be taking on Shayna Baszler, who beat Dana Brooke, like I said, in under pretty much under two minutes. So if Shayna is able to get 
uh, the victory over Dewdrop, uh, Shayna has pretty much got this in the bag. End of story. And I'm, I'd be okay with it, I'm not going to lie. I think Queen Shayna would be pretty badass uh, if they do it correctly. So we'll see. After that, I finally made it back to live right as the main event was starting. So Drew McIntyre and WWE Champion Big E took on the Usos. But unfortunately, as things go, there's problems between Big E and Drew McIntyre as they attack each other. Um, as there was an accidental bump of the heads and Drew took it, took offense to it. Ends up being a kind of victory for the Usos. The Usos try to take out both Drew and Big E, but that does fail. And the show actually ends with Drew McIntyre claymoring Big E. So luckily this wasn't right before uh, Crown Jewel because, you know, we all know how this works. <laughs> so. That was Raw tonight. Pretty good show, not going to lie. Obviously very excited over the Royal Edition um, because of the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown tournaments. Um, very excited to cover the semifinals for this week's SmackDown study and the Raw review for next week. Um, like I said, we'll also dive into Crown Jewel um, and uh, I'll give my picks next Monday. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But if you guys don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform that is out there. Uh, for uh, if you listen to one and we're not on there, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way, you can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. Also, for those who are wondering, next or I should say, this Friday, SmackDown is a supersized edition, having its own go-home show before Crown Jewel going to be on fs1 this week uh because of the uh mlb playoffs which i will also say boston red sox congratulations moving on to the alcs after knocking out the 100 win team from tampa bay sorry rays you guys can enjoy your golf tees your tea times and looking forward to possibly seeing you guys in montreal so if that's the case, then your boy over here might be going to some baseball games. But we'll see what happens. But guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Most importantly, though, please do not forget to join the Bedlam. And also, please don't forget to ship it. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. 
And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.